Welcome to Talk is Jericho. This is the pot of thunder and rock and roll. And Diamond Dallas Page is back on Talk is Jericho. He's got a new documentary out. It's called Relentless. And it's available for free right now on Amazon Prime. Relentless tells the amazing and inspiring story about DDP's life-changing DDP yoga program. Directed by Nathan Mowry. Nathan did the last four Fozzie videos. And we just collaborated to do I'm Too Old for This Shit, a heavy metal fairy tale documentary about how dreams can come true no matter how old you are with a heavy metal spin it's also out now on itunes and amazon etc uh, but i'm in ddp's relentless documentary too because all of you longtime listeners here on talk is jericho know what ddp yoga has done for me and my life and now you can see what it took to make me a believer and how it's impacted so many other people's lives it's a great documentary plenty of highlights from ddp's career all the way up until his aw appearance last year and his final match, once again, which was AEW as well. We're going to talk about that coming up in Dallas. Also, there's a great story about Ric Flair and a private plane and how they're able to put aside their differences and become good friends. So get ready to be inspired, to be entertained, to laugh, and to believe in yourself. DDP is back on Talk is Jericho, starting now. So um, I just watched the documentary Relentless uh, the other day, directed by Nathan Mowry, who has done the last four Fozzie videos and I'm too old for this shit and of course I met Nathan through DDP and mm -hmm. the documentary uh, is all about kind of your whole story over the last 10-15 years or so but it's really interesting because you, you've been on the show many times and we've talked about this a lot before but just the whole journey of, of how you got DDP yoga as big and as, as popular as it is today I didn't realize how much you actually went through to get there yeah, it's funny because, yeah, a lot, a lot of my buddies who know me, I mean, like, real, they've called me and go, dude, like Eric Watts. You remember Eric Watts? Yeah. Yeah, so Watts, I've known, like, he knows everything about me. And he watched that and he goes, dude, I did not know about, you know, the, you know, your, your, your stuff getting lifted, meaning, you know, one of my, one of my partners was putting out his own version <laughs> of DPY, <laughs> you know, and, you know, and if you would have asked, just asked me about it, we've been cool. And when we were talking about it, you know, uh, you know, just little things like that. And, and they didn't know, like I gave up, like when I left wrestling, I owned my home. I owned everything. I had zero debt. And then, you know, you hit a divorce, which thank God you have never had to go through that. Yeah. Um, Cause it's brutal, but Kim was the the greatest. Kimberly was the greatest future ex-wife ever because she really cared about our friendship, you know, and what we meant mm -hmm. to each other over that fourteen years. And she, she, if she didn't take what I offered her, then you know I don't think I would have been able to make it, Chris, because right. I was kept putting all the money back in to the belief of this thing and you've you've done it many times with your own stuff just from wrestling on out you believed everything in yourself you know but when you're in your late 40s going into your 50s and you're doing it it's a bit of a different animal because you know there's plenty of times where i woke up going like man Hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, four thousand, you know and going like is this ever good? And I just really just wanted to make it, make a living out of it. And you know, you've been doing this your whole life for between wrestling, podcast, singing. You find something you love to do, and you figure out how to make money with it. That's the deal. 
Now, the money's not the most important thing to me. Just like in wrestling, it was about the Kwan getting to the spot. With, mm -hmm. with DDPY, it's about changing people's lives. And the one person that God sent to me and him to, him to me and me to him was disabled veteran Arthur Borman in 2007. And that's what kept me going through 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011. And you know how I talk about you in the, uh, in the documentary. You were the one that was the first one to give us credibility like this shit works. Mm -hmm. And still today, I mean, you sent me an email last month about one of your buddies who was a, a band member or whoever. You know, uh, you know, a wrestler. I mean, you told everybody about it because it was authentic and it worked. And I tell you, dude, I mean, you know, I, I brought your whole family to Mexico because I just want to <laughs> give you something back. You did, like, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, because giving us that credibility, because as you know, in our business, especially in the wrestling part, you've got to have a huge ego. Because if you don't, you're never going to be successful. Yeah. You've got to believe in yourself at a different level when nobody else does. And, you know, for you to, like I say, I'm, I'm going to put you over here because I, I got to, because I, I say it to everybody, for you to have done that and got Dustin Rhodes to do it and, you know, Jack, Zach Ryder, now Matt, Matt uh, Corona, uh, you know, just, I mean, all those guys, AJ Styles. I mean, all those guys, you got to do it because they said, well, it's his program, blah, 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 but you're talking about it. And it just opened a lot of doors. And that was the first time that our people started to believe it and started to invest in the product. And then Arthur's Borman's video went viral. And then ever since that day, in May of 2012, we were in the black. You know, and now we can really change people's lives. And this is about the journey of anyone who is a uh, entrepreneur. You know, what's interesting to me too, watching it, because because I say this all the time and I started preparing for it way back in 2000. Like when you leave the WWE machine, it's amazing how quickly that goes away. And like you said, I mean, you, you were very successful in WCW and had a, a good run in WWE. And as soon as you leave to start up this new, you know, this new business, suddenly the money goes really quickly and the focus has gone quite fast. Were you surprised at that? Like, cause there's been times when I thought, Oh, this will be easy to start this up. And then you realize nobody really cares what you did before. You have to base it all on the merit of this program and this attitude but it seems like right away, like you said, there, there was a lot of money just going through as you're trying to build this. And each day is one step away from being in that WWE spotlight and being on TV. Yeah, it, um, it's kind of like how I built my career. I built one believer at a time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like everything. That's my MO. Like, Chris, I haven't invested in the stock market because that's gambling to me. And these tattoos on my arms are all about, you know, they're gambling. It's all about gambling because I was a huge gambler when I was a kid. And when I made the decision, I'm going to stop gambling and only gamble on myself. That's when things started to take off for me as a wrestler. And going into uh, the whole DDPY journey, um, I had to put everything that I was doing in 
and using whatever fleeting fame I had to to try to just to get the word to people who needed it. And, and you know, I never would have got you to do it if you weren't broken. You know, absolutely. You know, this just happened the other day, and I don't know if you heard about it or not, but um, Rogan had uh, Undertaker on, mm. and at some point, you know, Rogan started talking about the program, you know, and he doesn't do it, but he believes in what I'm doing, and Taker said, yeah, I've been thinking about calling him, you know, <laughs> and, and, uh, and Michelle you know, she, she's been trying to get me to call him, you know. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I would love to help Mark. You know, I would love it. It would make my day. But, um, you know, that that in that point, someone said, I guess one of his guys we had on the show, was, you know, Chris Jericho, you know, he does it. And, right. And they started. And that gave, like, such awareness. Like, it's all those things. You know, it's people who watch the uh, – let me let me let me read let me read a review for you <laughs> that really cracked me up that literally cracked me up because hey kind of true you know this guy writes admittedly there were a few moments when i felt like i was watching the most well-produced infomercial ever and i just popped now he's giving me five stars you know so he says nonetheless it's pretty damn epic and in these unstable times, it's quite inspiring to see how the positive intention behind DDPY rippled out into the world to create positive change. Now, this really made me laugh. He wrote, I've had the DVD set sitting around my hell house for quite a while, but I think I'm finally going to try it instead of merely pretending that having it is good enough. <laughs> the DDPY crew is making the world a better place, and this film documents that fact. Like that was, yeah, it was awesome to me. I loved it. So when you talked about Arthur Borman, and we've mentioned that before, like that was such a huge breakthrough because obviously the story is great, but but how how did it go viral? Because there's a lot of great stories out there, and a lot of things that you want people to see but this one just went through the roof talking about his process of this healing that he went through and complete transformation that he had um you know it's funny because he had that transformation in 2008 and his son who was an editor you know kid editing because arthur filmed absolutely everything that's what made that journey so unbelievable because he filmed all of his ugly spots because if he doesn't film them he doesn't right. realize how good he's doing at any point. And people forget about that. So me and with my direction, we 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 made one, which was you know, really good. But it also said yrgworkout.com underneath it. Now, at one point, and it was right around the time, the day before, a couple of days where it went viral, was Steve had uh, called me up. He said, you know, I've been saying it for months. I'm going to redo the Arthur video. I'll send it to you later tonight. I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And then I see it and I say to him, I go, bro, it doesn't have TDP yoga on here. Cause we were now rebranding everything. TDP yoga. And he said, well, I read that if you try to do advertising within something you're trying to get to go viral, it won't mm -hmm. happen. They'll squash it. 
He said, so we have two choices. One, we can do a commercial. Two, we can inspire people. I said, let's inspire people. Never knowing what really that meant. Like, I never, I didn't even know what viral meant in, in 2012. Right. And then I was getting on the plane, and you see this in a documentary. He texted me a tweet that he copied and pasted, and it said, stop doing what you're, stop what you're doing right now and watch real magic. And David Copperfield had put that tweet out there. How, how did David Copperfield hear about that? That's so crazy. It just had to be getting shared. You know, yeah. at that time, we had about 400,000 views. Now, remember, this is 2012. And if you go back to 2007, when I first put our workouts, like just pieces of them, so you can see that anyone can do this. I used to say if you can bend over and pick up your pencil or change a light bulb, you can do the workout. Just gave pieces so they could see it. And then I'd want to go back and see, well, how many views do I have? Oh, my God, I got 100. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck, I got 250 here. Oh, my God. So, again, that's what it was to me. By the time it was 2012, I didn't realize how the Internet was going. Like, there is no way that my company ever makes it without YouTube, Facebook, right. Twitter. I mean, it just doesn't happen because people can see something, poof, and share. Yeah. And that's why music. How many hits do you have with Judas now? Gosh, it's almost 50 million on YouTube now. 50 you know? million. I want you to think about that. If we go back seven, eight years, yeah. you know, hey, bro, if you put a video up, you're going to get 50 million views. You told me I was smoking crack. Yeah. <laughs> no, totally. <laughs> I remember telling telling one of the girls that was in the video at your performance center where we filmed the video. Uh, she was like, "What do you think? What are you hoping for?" I said, "Well, if it does three million, I'll be really happy." Three million now it's almost fifty. Like you said, Crazy. time it continues to expand. But for you, that I thought was interesting too, because you were putting a lot of money into it. And there's a great part in the documentary where Steve, Steve, you, who's your your assistant, your partner, your your you know your your collaborator. Basically, and I don't know if it was this dire, but I, I'll put I'll put one more hundred thousand dollar allotment in, and that's that's the last that I got. Like, was that kind of was it kind of down to the wire? Where this is the last little bit of, of scratch that I have? I had about probably close to two hundred, you know. But I'm thinking about living, <laughs> you know, <laughs> cost of living, and I really made it like this is the last. Like I. Everybody was doing stuff for like on the fringe. I need people to be involved and start working for me at that point. Because it, it's literally just me and my buddy, Robert McLaren. And Robert is one of the most solid cats ever. He had a horrible job. The boss was such a prick. I was like, listen, bro, here's what I'll do. You leave that job. I will give you exactly what you're making right now. As we make money. I promise you that'll go up. And mm. bottom line is he's the first one to come on. Steve was working for $1,500 a month back then. <laughs> I can't tell you how much both of those cats make now, but it's very healthy. I'm sure you and took care of them for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, baby. Because, you know, the, the, the guys who started with me and Linda Leonard, uh, who's my head of finance, uh, vice president of finance, like, She's like, she controls all of it. She's like the den mother, you know, like, like those people who came in 
Dylan. Like, Dylan's been with me, working with me. You know, he's the first kid that I took and helped lose 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. And he did it because he did what I told him to do. As you know, I don't care how great the workout is. If you don't, which I saw you look pretty shredded, brother. I saw that post you put up <laughs> of yourself. I see that six-pack out there again. But you cannot train a bad diet. And this workout was never about weight loss. It was about healing us. That's mm-hmm. what it was about. Uh, somehow it's about weight loss and that, but it's really not. It's just an awesome side effect. But you know, having the people who really believed in me you know, that helped. And I said it in, for the first time ever in Jake Roberts when I inducted him in the Hall of Fame uh, on my birthday in 2000, I believe it was 2014. <laughs> and I said, never underestimate the power you give someone by believing in them. Like, there's real power you get if you take that in. And then it turns into you believing in you. Let's talk about um, when you guys were on Shark Tank, because that seems like that was the real breakthrough. And you didn't get picked up. But tell that whole story and how important that was, and just how it was that day when you went and did the, the show. Well, I'm just going to tell you, it took five interviews to get there. Five. <laughs> yeah, sure. Right. And on the last one, they made you literally handwrite contracts to them that basically they had total control over you for the next 18 months. Like, like, wait a minute, we can't put tweets out or do, I did local television everywhere I went. You know, if I went for a signing, if I was doing whatever the hell I was doing in the town, I'd get on TV there. You know, because that stroke came would be a Diamond Dallas page. And that I was doing this new, you know, fitness thing. So getting that out there, they, I had to ask them permission. And I'll never forget it. I was going to, uh, to Chattanooga from Atlanta. And Steve said, so we're going to sign this thing. Shark Tank wants to know what we're going to do. I said, you know, Steve, I let one person control my destiny one time (laughs) and it didn't work out well for me. I said, if we're going to make it or fail, we're going to do it on our decisions. Tell Shark Tank, love the show, appreciate appreciate the opportunity. We're going to pass. (laughs) <laughs> and he was like, oh, my God. But he did it. 90 minutes later, I'm pulling in Chattanooga and get a call from him. I've got the executive producer on the line. They want to fix this. <laughs> yep. And I got total control to do what I wanted to do. I signed it. It was the best thing forever happened to our company. And we never went there to get a deal. I would like to have gone with Mark Cuban a deal because I wanted to work with Nowinski. I wanted to help his back, mm-hmm. you know, and I said, this is stuff you never saw because they film for an hour and then they take right. it, you know, whatever your best eight minutes are. And, uh, I said to him, I said, I'd really love to work with Nowinski because I know he's going to bend back, bend back. He doesn't bend back. He's great. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> we're doing, we're doing <laughs> that. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I really didn't go. I had fun. I, I loved how at the end, you know, Mr. Wonderful said 5% for 200,000, more like 50%. Uh, and the way that right, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
And, you know, when Kimberly, like Kimberly, my ex-wife, was one of my partners. And and she was like, no, no, you can't go on Shark Tank. They'll bury you. I go, they bury people who are asking for X amount of percentage for X amount of money with no backup. Like, they haven't done anything. Right. You know, so most people deserve to be buried. Like, don't come <laughs> there with a half an idea. So... Bottom line is, it was amazing. Chris, we did a million dollars in five days. See, and that's like, the thing. E even though you didn't get picked up, per se, you won huge because people that watched that show were like, I want to try this. A hundred percent. And it gave us credibility because when you see Arthur, you only see him in a video. But when he runs out and right. then drops into right. a split, I mean, you can't disprove I mean, when, when he was on, when I was getting, bringing up Rogan again, but when, when I, I was talking about it with him, and he goes, oh, I've never seen that. His producer played it. He ended up crying, like <laughs> tearing, weeping. It was amazing. But, um, you know, it was, it was really, really big because it really put us on the map. And since then, we went down a little for two years, and then we broke the record of, Shark Tank, and then broke last year's. Because now we're consistently growing because, as you know, we have an app. DDP Yoga Now, which is I just called a DDPY app, is unstoppable, man. We have so much content. It, it's so interactive. And the people are, you know, they're continually, continually coming in and and it's it's just it's building our program to a different level. It's almost become like you mentioned how like I remember watching. Uh, I think you might have even had a relationship with, with, with was it Billy Banks and Tybo, where Tybo was the big thing when you would watch the infomercials. Yep. You know, at late sure. at night. And obviously, that, it's a different world now. But Tybo was kind of the household name for you know different types of fitness programs. And sure. it seems now that DDP DDPY is kind of the modern day version of that in, in a certain way. No, I, I didn't. That's a huge compliment because Billy did a ridiculous amount of people doing it. Then it was next thing was P90X. Then right, insanity. Right. But all those people <laughs> with P90X insanity beat the hell out of their bodies, which brings them back to what we're doing. Right. And, you know, we're really just inspired. We're not like a fitness company. We're more of a, like, more of a wellness company that that really believes in people. Like we were, we were talking about that the other day, but uh, we just started our positively unstoppable million dollar challenge. Right now, this contest anybody can get in, and it's from January first to October thirty first. But you can have six months. Say the first two months you've just scoffed and you don't really do anything, you know. And you start in the third, and you start moving, you start going. Well, you can start there. That's that's month one. You've got your pictures, you got your video, and you just go for the next six months. The four people, here's how it goes. Who's in third place gets five grand. You get second place, you get ten grand. Third place, well, you take these positively unstoppable books, line them up, you pick, there's a hundred of them. One has one million dollars. <laughs> and it's like the hole in one competition. Okay. But every single one of these books has $25,000 in it. Hmm. So I, it's supposed to be three people. This last year that just passed, our transformations were so off the hook. 
it was almost impossible, but I couldn't take it less than four. Wow. So there's going to be two people that have to share third spot, but I'm not going to cut the money in half. Me personally, I threw another five grand in there because these guys work so hard. But the right. key is any one of the four, Chris, could have won it. So, okay, now let's go to the second category. Which is the mental transformation? Where did you come from to where are you today? Mm -hmm. And every one of them could have won. So now I've got four. That's why I couldn't pick three even. So I'm thinking, okay, now it comes down to what did you document? And being a guy who produced a documentary and knowing what great documentaries are about, it's about getting day one. Who are you? Right. Where yeah, are yeah. you in your life? Where are you going to? What do you see at your darkest hour? And the bottom line is, is that the, the guys did a great job, but they really didn't document enough. One guy's name is Justin Dobbins, 6'7", 698 pounds. Wow. Okay. Now, he lost 174 pounds in one year just walking and changing what he ate. But his body was so beat up that the walking, he couldn't do the mile, two mile, three mile thing. His body was too beat up. So we started our program. In a total of 22 months, Chris, this guy lost 401 pounds. Jeez. No stomach surgery. This is legit hard work, focused on what you eat. He comes into it. because We got this group on Facebook, DDP Yoga, one word. It's just members, over 56,000 people. My buddy wow. Chris Gabriano started it about eight years ago, and it was like five people, then 12, then 20. Now, 56,000 people, and I see him come on that site because I'm always watching it. And he says in a video, I'm not here to win the contest, but I'm joining the contest because I want to help people Keep them accountable. And I'm going to be here. And I'm going to work with you. And I'm going to help push through it. I'm not here for the money. So bottom line is him Him and this guy, Scotty Jorgensen, were in tied to third place. A girl named Caitlin Kay had a great transformation. She did a lot of really good um, video work documenting her journey. Uh, she came in second. And a girl named Candy uh, McCarthy Herndon. Her transformation, Chris, and her video of where she was and her mother being a drug addict and, you know, leaving her at the beach when she was a baby and, you know, shooting heroin when she was pregnant. And, I mean, this girl was in, like, she starts out in that video talking that Steve just put out there. And you're like, oh, God, this poor girl. And then you watch her journey over a six-month period where she loses 87 pounds and she ain't ever been able to stick with anything in her life but to watch her go through this journey it was so inspiring like when you could see all her documentation she had to be the one that was the winner and so you know now we started again so anybody out there who wants to join it go to positivelyunstoppable.com again by the way all four of those people none of them got in there to say, I want to win that money. It wasn't about that. It's about really winning their their soul back 
to get back to loving themselves if they ever did it all, you know, and now that, they do. And that's always the way that you have to start doing something is, is not for the money is doing it for yourself. Cause you win either way, right? Like, especially when you're talking right. about these amazing transformations, whether it's like when, when, when I first had problems and you called me, you said, I'll send the, I'll send you this program, but you have to do it. That's the rule. Like, you know, if you do it, I'll send it to you. And that's kind of right. the same thing. You guys do this, do this challenge. And if you win the money, great. But either way, you still win and becoming healthier and feel better about, about your, about your life and about your existence. Yeah. And, and that's really what it's all about. It's just, it's, it's like our, our mission statement is to empower others to think beyond traditional limits, to find inspiration and adversity and continue to be the most trusted fitness company on the planet. I mean, that's who we are. We, we're more about inspiring people than anything. And that's why we grab these stories and put them out there so people can see like, wow, if this guy can do it or this girl can do it, surely so can I, you know? So, and that's why I think Relentless really brings it. And you guys who are watching or listening, I should say, you know, love you to go see the, you know, just go to Amazon Prime. If you watch a documentary, you can't leave a review on Amazon Prime. That's one thing I learned. You've got to go back to the Amazon that you buy your you know, groceries from or your detergent or whatever the hell you get from mm -hmm. Amazon Prime. And then you can look up Diamond Dallas Page and Relentless, and then you can leave a review. And uh, they're really, it's really different how they do it. It's a lot of people who I know have left reviews didn't get them posted, but the more people that, you know, watch the film and let people know about it. You know, that's our goal. When you mentioned being kind of the most trusted fitness program in the world or in the States, whatever it may be, like you were always really involved, you know, helping as much as you can, sending emails or whatever it may be, giving, you know, positive messages. Are you still able to do that now that you have a clientele of, hundreds of thousands or whatever it may be or do you, do you have people delegated like do you have like here's here's my second in command like I, I know how you are but now there's just so many people involved i anything that says ddp on it that's me bingo um right? i have people who help me on um all my social media i got like five people who work social media because it's a it's that is that alone is a business i have a marketing director of all that stuff because we need it, but anything that's personal, like I'll give you, dude, I gotta, this, this to me is super entertaining. I hope you find it as entertaining. There's this guy and this is the kind of stuff that will happen to me. And my Twitter is lighting up like crazy, right? Like bing, bing. And I, for some reason, I had notifications on. Normally it's not. And eventually I'll get the people and I'll answer them. But this one kept going off. It was around nine o'clock at night. It just stuck in my brain. You know, I turned off the notification thing. And so I normally don't ever let that do that. <laughs> and when I went to bed, I started reading it. And let me just see, well, this guy wrote a lot of shit here. And then I thought, well, let me see what he wrote. So I'm going to read this to you, bro. Because there was points where I just said, okay, I got to keep reading. He wrote, sir, I don't even know how to address you. Mr. Page, Dallas, DDP, in March of this year, I was at my absolute heaviest. 
My diet was poor. My body was falling apart and I was having serious health issues. It got to the point where my doctor saw me for a visit and said something along the lines of, I didn't think I'd see you again. I really thought you were going to die in between visits. Wow. About a week later, my wife walks into my bedroom and tells me our marriage is over. She's found a new boyfriend and I needed to leave. Now this guy's got me, you know, with as much dignity as I could muster. I moved out of my house and into an apartment. The pandemic had taken a hold. So I was experiencing health issues that professionals thought would kill me. The virus was wreaking havoc on my body while my entire life was falling apart. A friend of mine sold me a copy of YRG a few years ago. I never really sunk my teeth into it because I was so busy with work and living a life that was killing me. Since there was nowhere to go but up, I put in a copy of the, uh, your fat burner workout. And I got to tell you, I hurt. But it was a great distraction from an incredibly broken heart. One of my colleagues at work noticed that I was making a change and asked what I was doing. When he heard I was doing YRG, he told me, DDP came out with a new book. You might like it. Now, the book is positively unstoppable. The art of owning it. This is what he took away from that. He said, after work, I stopped by Barnes & Noble and picked up positively owning it. I thought, wow, that's interesting. Mm, that yeah. book made me see the truth in my situation. Yes, my wife dropped my heart into my ass. Yes, she was with someone new. And yes, I had to start all over again at 35. All those things considered, it was my responsibility to react and take charge. I couldn't change what had happened, but I could take control of where I was going. My diet, my exercise, my lifestyle all became contingent on what I was doing. Instead of looking at my sudden lifestyle change as something that had happened to me, I had drawn inspiration from positively owning it and began seeing my situation as an opportunity to be excited about the changes in my life. I was becoming strong. I didn't see dieting as being depressed about what I couldn't eat, but being jazzed about what I could eat. Through your wisdom and encouragement and positively owning it, I began listening to my body. I paid attention. This was really, really insightful. I paid attention to what my body ran well on, what my body didn't react well to, and what foods affected my mood in different ways. Restrictive diets don't work for me. And because I was listening to what my body was asking for, I didn't have to go on a restrictive diet. I substituted garbage for high-octane mm. fuels. I left my home on April 4th, 2020 at my heaviest. When I weighed in the doctor last time, I had shed 60 pounds in four months' time. Now, wow. that's when the guy has my ultimate attention mm -hmm. because he's told me that he's put the work in. Jake Roberts, when I moved him into my house, he had to move 20, he had to lose 20 pounds before I do that. He had to show me 
even as dark a hole as he was in, he had to show me that he was willing to fight and he was yeah. willing to put the work in. I read that. This kid now has got me. So I, he said, my blood pressure has improved. My mental clarity, my stamina, and my mood. My body is stronger than when it was when I was 25. I still have a very long way to go. But now I know I'm equipped for the battle, not just to fight, but to win. I'm sure you hear this a lot, Mr. Dallas, but your work has absolutely saved my life. Your workouts are encouraging and tough. Your book is incredible. Diamond Dallas Page took me from someone who was falling asleep, standing up in the shower, to someone who can finally look himself in the mirror and be proud who he's becoming. You're doing God's work, sir. On this part, you're going to love. As a kid who stayed up late on Monday nights to see the NWO get a helping <laughs> heaping of the diamond cutter and remembers hating Dennis Rodman for interrupting DDP, almost joining the Wolf Pack. I can't imagine a better spirit on earth to inspire my journey. Now, this is, his name is Albert. He says, this is me, a critical mass. Hmm. 552 wow. pounds. What do I do right there at 1230 in the morning? I pick up the phone and I type in, send me your number. I call the guy at 1231. No, right there, 1231. <laughs> what he does he send me number? I call him. Chris, as you know, when you when you meet someone who looks up to you like that, because you are that guy, it takes a little while to get through. Yes. Yeah, you know, they can't believe the Jerichoism, yeah. the DDPism, and now let's just be guys because that's who you are. You're, that's why your podcast is so huge because you're authentic and real, and people you you hit everywhere. And we talked for an hour, bro. and then I said, "Here's what you need to do: get on the app, watch the first video, go to the menu, go user guide, watch the first video." Scroll down to the list. Do everything on the list. Here's my email. I didn't put my number down. When I call them, it's star six, seven, you know? So <laughs> I said, here's my email. When you finish the list, you tell me. Week later, emails me. It's done. I call them up. I said, okay, here's the deal. We'll talk once a month. You keep putting the work in. That was in September, January. So he started in April. So in nine months, he's down 146 pounds. Wow. wow. Right. And that's where the, the click, you know, like Justin Dobbins did it without even talking to me. He did it because he just followed what, what I'll call is the bouncing ball. You know, the, he mm -hmm. followed the yellow brick road, like the book will reboot your brain. The workouts are going to make you laugh and have fun. You know, you do them. So, you know, mm -hmm. and I try to make it fun, you know, and, and also tough love sometimes, you know, it's, 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 it's just who I am and, and it's worked so far. 
and I'm not going to change who I am. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to inspire whoever's putting the work in. Like one of the things, like that Facebook site I was telling you about, it's got 56,000 people on it. I just go through and I grab things that people say, what they write, maybe videos they put up. And I, I, I created fabulous Facebook Friday every Friday on my app. I'm taking people's stories that made me go, oh my God, this is awesome. So now Monday is Motivational Mondays. Tuesdays, live workout from bed workouts to extreme shit. Wednesday's cooking show. Thursday is, I uh, just added it today. Uh, so you know, tomorrow will be, will be the first one. And it's just called uh, DDPY Tips. And it could be something I read, something inspired me, some move I'm, I see people are trying to do. And I'll show you how to you know, break that down. And then I have fabulous Facebook Friday. So I never stop. Dude, I'm only 65. Me and you have like the same blood <laughs> transfusion. Like we can't, we can't stop because we love what we're doing. You know, we love what we're doing. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Let me ask you a question, because I've just been thinking this as you're, as you're talking, and obviously you've always been a very passionate guy. And I'm saying this with 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 the most of respect because you know I have it for you. But your 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 kind of legacy and the peak of your wrestling career was about a two or three year span of you being the champion and being DDP and right. Bang and your legacy as this this positive. I don't even know what you would call yourself at this point. Fitness guru, motivational <laughs> speaker, guy who makes a different people. Is your lasting legacy as? the founder and kind of creator of DDPY. Do you find that this is almost yeah, outshining you know, your legacy you, in, in wrestling? You, you know, Brian Alvarez, right? Yeah. Okay. So Brian's doing it. This is in, in 2009, Brian Alvarez and I are doing an interview and he says, so what does the next five years look like for Diamond Dallas Page? Where are you? You know, right. Where are you 10 years from now? I said, five years from now, Ryan, I will be known as the new Jack Mullane meets Tony Robbins meets straight, <laughs> meets, meets straight Richard Simmons. You know? <laughs> and I, I said, I honestly believe in 10 years that uh, I think the whole program is going to, you know, it's going to dwarf my wrestling career. And he went, bro, now remember, nobody really knows what's happening yet. And I don't know, but I have to envision that because you know the same thing. You didn't envision yourself as a guy who, who came and did jobs in wrestling. You envisioned yourself as a world champion, you mm -hmm. know, and you have to see that. And I, and I just felt like Arthur's video had already been done. And it wasn't what Steve was about to do in a couple of years, but. I knew what was possible here, and it wasn't just a workout. You know, people who say food's 80% of it, bullshit. Friggin' the workout and the food is 10%. 
The 90% is between your ears. What is the story you tell yourself? And to me, I know that if I die an hour after our podcast here, Chris, DDPY would blow up ridiculously. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not preparing for 65 because that literally now is here tomorrow. I'm preparing for 75, 85, 95, 105. Like that's what I'm doing on a daily basis. And like from going into hyperbaric chamber, infrared sauna, the steam room, all the shit that I'm doing to hold back the hands of time. And I'm doing it because it's my mission. It's what I do. I wanted to, we, I wanted to, before we get into donuts, I want to talk about warrior purpose. I'm a huge supporter of the military, past and present. I love those guys. I've been to Iraq three times and Afghanistan once by myself, basically. Went to Afghanistan, though, with Jimmy Hart, Nikita Kola, and Greg <laughs> the Hammer Valentine, which was amazing. But I've always been wanting to do things for them, and I do. Anytime I do a T-shirt deal, I always give 20% to the DAV, which is Disabled American Veterans. They're the, they're the best ones to actually give money to because like 80% of it actually goes to the veterans. But my program is, it isn't just Veterans Day. It's every single day I have a, a special deal for them, you know, at Christmas time, you know, because you promote it, 30% off. Right now, it's 20% off. Sometimes it's 10 or 15, but normally I try to keep it around 20% off. But I never go over 30 ever because I know what we have and the value in it. But for veterans, every single day, it's 50% off. Every day of the year. Now, we have a, a young man who came to us. And he's been a huge wrestling fan his whole life. He's a former Green Beret. He is now working with us as he is on his quest to become a wrestler. And he's heading up our warrior purpose. And his name is Roman Rosal. And he is a great kid. Um, Randy Couture was the oldest guy to, to walk on and walk onto a wrestling mat and start as a D, you know as a D1 guy in his I think he was 31. He was the oldest guy ever. Roman did it in 34 and started for ASU, Arizona State University. The bottom line is we've set up this. If you're in the Atlanta area, it's convenient for you. If you're in the military, if you're if you're having trouble with PTSD, whatever it is, Every morning at 8.30, we have workouts. It's the only thing we do at the Performance Center anymore. We have workouts at 8.30 in the morning for military, former military, retired military, and then we do it again at 1.30. Roman leads the class, and at 1.30, they also sit down and talk about, like, where they are in their lives. Because so many guys have a trouble, you know, with that transformation out of the military to civilian life, and because of what's happened over the last, you know, couple of decades, uh, you know, at this point we've got 22 guys, 22 guys a day, guys being men or women, 
killing themselves. And I know that our program helps those guys. Mm -hmm. I know it does because of the letters. And I read all that shit, you know? And if it goes through my tunnel, I still get to see the shit that's really important. But again, it's the people who are putting the work in. People who come to me and say, I've got this problem, that problem, this problem, and that problem, and not a what to do with all of that. It's like, you know, first of all, do something. You know, start to show. Before you'll get my attention, you have to put the work in. And right. like the war, any guy who's been, or girl, guys, guys like an intergender word for me. Any guy who's been in the military, you already put the work in. Now get your ass over there. We got a guy who flew in from when he heard about this. He heard about it, me talking about it somewhere. And he got a hold of the PC, talked to Roman. He's got a big business out there in, out in Arizona. He flew in for 90 days. He got a hotel and he's here for 90 days. And we interview everybody and we take them through this journey because there's going to be so many magic stories that come through this. We're also partnered up with Grunt Style. Now, Grunt Style is a, they're a big t-shirt company uh, that's all military-based, all the guys, but they care more than just selling t-shirts. They're about helping veterans. And I just flew down to uh, San Antonio with, uh, with Roman and my head of marketing, Larry uh, Washington, and Steve Yu, to talk about what we could do to help us merge to help veterans. Like that's that's one of the big things that my company is all about. And again, it's, it's giving back to people, you know, that have I've earned it, have earned it. And at least as far as I'm concerned have. And uh, another thing we just started to do, Chris, is we were in Slam Dance Film Festival um, 2014, the resurrection of Jake the Snake. And Peter Baxter is the, the CEO of Slamdance. He got a hold of us because they just started a new division of Slamdance. And it's for disabled people. And it's called the unstoppable uh, part of his uh, film festival. And Steve just showed me a short that was probably about 16 minutes that the leading there's two guys who have the lead in this short one of them can't speak and can't hear you have to see it's called feeling through i got goosebumps right now bro i'm, I'm gonna get a copy of it and send it over to you it's so powerful because Again, that's why we wanted to be involved. When Peter told us about it, I know if we want to sponsor it, we're like, hell yeah, we do. Like, this is amazing. So we come up with little 15 bumpers that are kind of funny, leading into whatever, you know, the, the, the unstoppable, um, you know, part of the uh, festival is. But what I saw in feeling through, it took your breath away, man. It was so right. I will. I will guarantee i will put my money my ass on the line it will be nominated for best documentary short as far as i'm concerned it wins hands down because i don't know how you can beat it i don't right. know how you can beat it 
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. As we start to wind down, talking about Relentless, um, there's a great part in there, which I kind of forgot about because it seemed like it was 100 years ago, uh, even though it was only last year, when you made your return for your, your final match in AEW as part of uh, the, the Nightmare family. That, that's just a great... The whole story behind that is great, and the whole experience. Kind of tell us how that happened, and then what you did to kind of get ready for that. Oh God, Chris, that was as soon as because you know that Cody's like my nephew. You know, I mean, Dusty yeah. was my guy, and whatever he needed, you know, I, I was going to do. And when after he had talked about all in, and then this next thing that he was going to do, his next paint, you know, next big show they were doing, I said, "Let us follow you, bro." But it costs you nothing. Let us just create your stuff for this thing you guys are doing. And we did it for nothing, just to help them out. And then we all know what it turned into. And <laughs> as soon as I knew that, okay, they're going to be back on TNT, like, like, you can really grasp that because you were there, bro, both mm-hmm. times. And it was just so amazing to me that I had a few cocktails in me. Now, sometime right around that time, me and Code were drinking, having a couple of conversations. I went, you know, I think maybe I got, you know, I think I got one more match in me. You know, I really do. I think I do. (laughs) And he was like, really? I'm like, yeah, I think I do. And the bottom line is, next morning after I'd sobered up, I called him up. They said, uh... (laughs) Uh, I think I might overshot my mouth there, bro. Uh, you know, I feel so good right now. And it's more important for me to put my foot over my head and balance myself and sticking up somebody's ass. You know, <laughs> you know, I think I overshot. He goes, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Hey, if you ever change your mind. So that's October, right? Then it mm. gets down to December. And it's around Christmas time. And it comes up again. And he says, do you think you might want to do that? Now, you have to understand this, Chris. I tried to wrestle when I was 23. That was 1979. Right. I had three <laughs> matches. Horrible. The shits. <laughs> Bottom line is, I hurt my knee. They when I hit my car from him. That, that, that put me out for a while. Then I got sucked away in the booze, the bras, and the party. The bottom line is, I start working for Florida Championship Wrestling in 1989. Big Steel Man, who better known as Tugboat or Fred Otmer, you know, Shockmaster, right? He's against Dickie Slater. If he loses to Dickie, he's got five minutes with me. Well, he got five minutes with me. And that match is actually on YouTube. And it's brutal. But there's some things where I look like, hmm, the guy's got some kind of talent there. Right, maybe, right, right. maybe, maybe. So I had him one match in the 80s. You know about my run in the 90s and 2000. And I was retired pretty much. And by 2007, I was done. And then Glacier called me about a match in 2010, January 2nd or 3rd. And I thought, wow, 
that would make five decades. I got to do it. So we had the one match, you know, I was in a six man, smoke and mirrors. You still got it. You still got it. I got smoke and mirrors. That's what I got. And uh, so now it's December. And he says, you know, we could really make this easy. It could be a lot of fun. You know, we got Max involved in this thing. And I thought, you know what? And that would be six decades. <laughs> I got to do it. I got to do it. And then I was training with those DDP jack straps that I've gotten. My body felt so strong and felt good. And, and then I went there and we did like the angle before the setup for the match. And I do this one deal where you go to clothesline it and you duck, but I hook you and pull you back. But it's a double dance, you know, like you've got to really be working with me, <laughs> you know? Right, right, right. And for some reason, Maxie, he couldn't get it. He kept going, how do you do that? How do you do that? So I'm boom, 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 boom. And again, I don't do that shit anymore. So all of a sudden, pull up my back like, oh, this is before I go out, right? So... <laughs> Okay, now I really start working out, working out my body. This is before the match, you know. Bottom line is I freaking, you know, I go out there and the big boy, who I love, the butcher, he's 300 pounds. So he goes through, he pulls, and I pull, and all the way down, I felt like someone hit me with a sledgehammer right (laughs) up on that right side of my back. But I didn't sell it, you know, I got out of the ring and, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Like, oh, now my arm's like, oh, God, damn. So bottom line, I go see my doc, get all this shit done. I said, I want everybody to be, I, I want to be working with everybody. I want to know everything we're doing. So Cody gives us a call. He says, you do your whatever the f- you want on that, uh, that, that comeback, whatever you want to do. It's your, it's your field. And he said, but uh, and Dustin's going to do that swan you know rolling swan dive thing he does yeah. that roll and QT's gonna backflip over the top and then you're gonna come off the top rope <laughs> with the dive and i just <laughs> and i'm trying now thinking and, and and the big boy the butcher looks up and he goes see i got you i i got you you know yeah. and i'm like oh now I'm on the ropes. We're at the at his nightmare factory, right? And the ropes aren't locked down like they are at AEW. I mean, those ropes, you know, they're they're solid, they're tight. Well, these weren't. So I climb up that first rope, up that second rope. Oh my god! Just picking my leg up on that third rope. Oh my god! Like I can't even do it right now. And I got a week out of it. You know, like a couple of days, you have three, four days, and. So bottom line is, Doc West worked on me some more. And, you know, I, I got to be honest, like, the, the shit went through my head, like, what if I break my neck? What if I tear my meniscus again? <laughs> what if I tear my ACL? The so bottom line is, it, you know, we got down to it. And I got to tell you that the first time I ever saw anybody dive off the top rope I was managing bad company in the AWA and we've got a feud with the Guerreros 
and they don't smarten me up. Pat just said, when we go to the ground, get over here to help us. Get over here, get over here. So I come in over to help them up, and here comes Mondo. Like, I used to have this picture, so bum I lost it, of me like this, mm -hmm. as he's coming with Pat and Diamond, uh, Paul Diamond, and Mondo is 20 feet in the air. And I'm like, what the f is he doing? Again, <laughs> I wasn't around any luchador, so I didn't know any of that. And uh, that's my first day. My first day in AWA. And I thought, I am going to friggin' take the spirit of Mondo Guerrero as much as I can here. Mondo, be with me here, brother, and just <laughs> throw it out. Throw it out. And whatever happens, happens. And, man, if you watch that, watch what happens in my head. It bounces off the pavement. <laughs> but, you know, thank you, God. I didn't feel anything. But watch your back and go, whoo. One of my neck was a little sore. But uh, the next, you know, Paige, which I, I, I tell everybody, yeah, my girlfriend's name is Paige. And so you've funny. got a kick out of that. And then when I said her last name is McMahon, <laughs> you, you popped just like that. You went, what? Oh, that's priceless. Um, but uh, the next morning, they were laying in bed, and I rolled over, and I said, you know, babe, I know why Relentless hasn't been released. It was done a year ago. Hmm. It was done really 16 months ago, done. It didn't have that ending. And when you start out with Kevin Nash and that the bump, it was later that was the bump when I took that power bump, because Kev always laid you flat. Right. It wasn't that the bump. The, and we end with this. It proves all the beginning and middle and end. Right. And that's why I was so excited about that and for cody to do his commentating through it you know it was it was just it was super special to me it was super special to me and uh it really uh it really it made it really put everything together like all everything was amazing Amazing. It really, it really did because it was the perfect example of that. We have all these other testimonies of people who have done DDP, but then the guy who actually originated it and swears by it actually, you know, the the proof is in the pudding. You went up there and had this match at sixty three, sixty four years old, whatever it was, and it, it was just a real good exclamation point to the whole documentary for sure. I couldn't have been, I couldn't have been any happier. I couldn't have been any happier. So I know we got to wind this down. Anybody out there? You want to be inspired. I don't care if you know nothing about wrestling. You came on because you're music, Chris's music, and you still happen to be tuned in, or you just tuned in, or whatever. You know, if you're an entrepreneur and you want to understand what it's like to put everything on black and just keep putting on black and keep putting on black, keep putting on black, and believe in yourself, and you want to know where that comes from, you're going to hit doubts. You're going to second guess yourself. You're not constantly going to win. What looks like the worst thing that ever happened to you could be the best. Because it's happened to me over and over 
and over again. Because when something happens to me, like blowing my back out, and three spine specialists tell me I'm never going to wrestle again, and I just signed a multi-million dollar three-year deal, that's going to go bye-bye. What looks like the worst thing that happened to me, it's all about the 90%. Life's 10% of what happens to you. 90% of how you react to it. What you do in that moment is so pivotal. You either define the moment or the moment defines you. Please check out uh, Relentless. It is up right now on Amazon Prime. Please leave us a review. Uh, I would really appreciate it. I think you guys have been super supportive of Chris and myself over the years. And I really, honest to God, from my heart, appreciate it. Uh, if you're just looking to have some kind of accountability for 2021, go join our Positively Unstoppable Challenge. Positivelyunstoppable.com. I guarantee you, you're going to be blown away by the people who are in the program with you. It's people who are like-minded. And if you are a warrior, former, you know, or present, but, you know, if you're in the military right now, you know, you want to come by the DDP Performance Center, put a call in, and and Roman Rosal will hook you up. Uh, he is our resident Green Beret, man. There's a cat who knows a little thing or two about the military. When you're in the Special Forces of the Army, when you make Green Beret, it's at its highest level. One more thing I was going to ask you. Well, one last question for you. People can't see it, but you're sitting in front of this great uh, robes <laughs> gallery of pictures and, and all this stuff. Is there one picture on there that stands out for you with the story behind it or the personality behind it? Because you got everybody up on that wall for sure, man. <laughs> well, I, 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 I got, I got to come over here. He's right under you. There's me and you with the, on the on the cruise, bro. You remember that shot? That's right. Yeah, yeah, I remember okay. that. I do. You're right there between Piper and Jake and Gene and Kevin, <laughs> Bruce Springsteen, Ray Mysterio, and right there we got Michael P.S. Haynes there, Eric Bischoff, and. Uh, Right there is the nature boy in front of his plane, okay? <laughs> I got I got to tell you this this story. Me and Nate, during my career and stuff, and even afterwards, there was a little, there was, there was this tension, and I always loved the nature boy. And about 10 or 12 years ago, whenever they dropped all the balloons for him, you know, when they retired him, mm -hmm. uh, I was watching it, and I'm like, man, I never wanted to have this tension between me and him because I, I, you know, I grew up loving that guy. Of course. You know? So we're both doing a signing in Jersey. And of course he comes in the green room, you know, he's swarmed by people and I wait until everybody's gone. And when he's done, he's like, Hey, Don, man. I'm like, Hey, Nate, can we talk a second? He goes, sure. So we, I, we walk off to the side and I say, Yo, Nate, I know over the years that me and you have had a little bit of heat together. He's like, oh, Diamond, don't worry about that. I'm like, Nate, I'm not worried about it. Bro, I want to fix it. I said, I don't know what happened. I know that I've said some shit. I know you said some shit. I go, the last thing I want to do is be in this spot. I said, man, I love the Nature Boy, man. And I would just love to start all over again. And I put my hand out and I said, I'm Diamond Dallas Page. And he grabbed me and hugged me, kissed me on the forehead, and God bless you. And then I really felt like this is the beginning. So my buddy, Eric Penkowski, was trying to yes. do a show in LA, right? And 
it was going to be about wrestling because the wrestler was coming out the movie mm -hmm. and all that hype was on it so he wanted to find a kid who was coming up a guy who um was 40 and never still doing the weekends but never made it and a guy who just loved it so much he couldn't get away from it and i said damn that would be nature boy man i mean he, he don't ever want to leave the business and he goes do you think he'd do it and i said well if you asked me three weeks ago i don't know if he'd return my call <laughs> but you know i want to well, let me see let me see i'll call him and i left him a message and you know, i don't know if you need the money or not nature but you know you know, bottom line is these guys are for real. They created TMZ. They created a lot of really good things. And, you know, they really love you. And, you know, if you're not interested, give me a call too, just so I know. It was one of those messages that you had that you wish to God you still had. And Vicky, he went, Diamond, Dallas, Paige, God <laughs> bless you. My family bless you. My, my, my I so appreciate it. Of course I need the money. I got four ex-wives. It, <laughs> it was just so funny and so amazing and after that like he ended up going and, and getting that meeting and it didn't turn into anything but they had the meeting and me and nate started to really bond and then when dusty passed we both were in atlanta i mean tampa and we both stayed at a hotel that was way out of the way and i didn't know that until i walked into you know that the place and went to got something to eat with uh with brenda at the time and he came over and talked and blah 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 and that night we ended up hooking up for dinner. We had a great time. And I know I never really thanked him the way I thanked Macho and all the guys before. I mean, I thanked him and I was super respectful when he put me over for the world title, which was a huge deal for me. And I, but I never felt, I wanted to, like that night, I feel like Dusty put us together. I was gonna get into it that night. And I literally thought to myself, nope. I'm going to wait until the Hall of Fame and say it in front of everybody. And because a lot of people know if you've followed any of you, you read his book, you know, yeah. we both have busted each other's chops quite a bit. And, um, but that shit had ended from that day moving forward. And when I got up there and got to give my acceptance speech and I got to the nature boy and I said, man, you know, that day that, I stepped in the ring with you and Hulk and, and Sting, and you put me over with the diamond cutter in the middle. I said, man, I, I just can't tell you how much I appreciate that. And uh, it, it's not lost on me that that moment right there put me one step closer to this podium. And I just want to thank you, Nate. And that took us to a different level with me. And that Monday, I'm going to the elevator and I, you know, nature's at the bar. Diamond calls me over, get a drink. He says, so what time are you flying home tomorrow? I said, 7.30. He's like, what? Who booked that shit? I go, not me. I said, I try to change it. I can't change it. He said, fuck that. He goes, I got the limousine. I got the Lear jet. You're still in Atlanta, right? I said, yeah. He goes, you're coming home with me. <laughs> like, you and Brenda, you're coming home with me. I go, Nate, I got these huge bags. You know me. I'm, I'm like the Griswolds. I'm carrying you know, all these bags. He's like, FedEx that shit home. You're coming with me. You're a Hall of Famer now. Not taking no for an answer. And uh, 
we met, you know, we had a couple of drinks. We went, the, the, the storms were bad. We went back to the bar, had a few more drinks. We got on a plane and Nate gets up and gets in the co-pilot seat. And I'm like, uh, Rick, uh, <laughs> you're driving this thing. Cause he's had a few, you know? And the bottom line is we, we, we got, we landed and Brenda had told him that it was my birthday. And then he had to take me out for dinner. And I mean, it was just like, That's it, cool. was, it was the completion of, you know, a, a dream that I couldn't even make up, you know, cause Dusty and him had this, but they loved each other. Right. They loved each other and everyone in our business. I don't care who tried to hold me down or stuff me up, you know, whatever issue I have with anybody, I have no issue with anyone. We are a family. We are brothers together. And for me personally, I love every single one of those guys that I've been on the road with, that I've been in the ring with, that we've been able to share our lives with. Because especially, bro, as you get up <laughs> into your mid-60s, you look at life differently. And there is no ego that checks in with me at any time. Like I know who I am. I know who you are. I know who Rick is. But to me, we're all family, man. Because right. no one knows what we did unless they were there with us. Mm -hmm. No, that's exactly right, man. And, and like I said, it's uh, it was great talking to you and great hearing your story. What happened again? <laughs> I've lost you again. Gosh, damn it. Did I lose I, you again? Can you hear me? That damn alarm. <laughs> Gosh, damn it. Can you hey, hear man. me? I can hear you. Yes, I can hear you. I don't know what the hell happened. Well, dude, this is a perfect way to go out. Thank you so much, man. I love it's you, great. brother. I love you, too. It's great uh, great I talking to you. you, man. I can't hear you, but I love you. <laughs> See ya. Bang. Bang. <laughs> See ya.